Good evening, team. Thank you for joining us tonight on your team call. I appreciate you guys taking the time out away from your families, your children, your other obligations to be here and be a part of this, this time together that we come together to learn and to grow our businesses and to grow deeper relationships with one another. Thanks again for being here. I'm going to turn the mic directly over to Ron E. Bradley, our executive in charge of Rank Advancements uh, each and every week. And he's going to give us some bright and shiny news this week um, and uh, tell us how our team's doing. Ron? Okay. Uh, thank you for that, Christina. <laughs> okay, so um, uh, these are the Rank Advancements that have been reported to me, so uh, ahead of time, I'll congratulate everybody, but um, just to let everyone know again, and actually some of you were really on top of this this morning before I wrote anything, got the rank advancements to me um, by private message on Facebook, that is the way to get them to me, is by private message, um, and uh, if they're not reported to me, then I can't report them on the call, so if we happen to miss anybody, hopefully we will get you in next week, and uh, as long as they get with me get reported to me by next week. Um, anyway, without further ado, let me read off these names as best as I can. There are some names I may not be able to pronounce correctly, so I apologize for that ahead of time. But um, for the rank of emeralds on uh, this September the 5th, 2013, rank of emerald we have uh, from my own team, Ali Fowler. Um, Allison, she goes by Allie. And then we also have uh, for Emerald Rank, Nicholas Agosto, Jennifer Bowden, and Danielle Supic. And uh, we have no rubies and no diamonds, but we do have a one-star diamond. Amy Miller, congratulations on becoming a one-star diamond. Um, for those of you that don't understand the rank advancement of a star, any of the star diamond ranks, one star, two star, three star beyond, um, you actually have to go through a six-week qualification period of holding that rank together before you're officially granted the rank of uh, star diamond. So um, congratulations, Amy Miller, for, for making that. And uh, congratulations to everyone who rank advanced this week. Uh, we're where we've got rank advancements every week, so it's really exciting to report that. Um, with that, Christina, I'll turn the time back over to you. Thank you so much, Ron. I, I just want to uh, personally congratulate Amy. For those of you that don't know Amy, she is a full-time employee. Uh, she's been working the business diligently and really using the compound effect in her favor. She works her business every day, whether it's a tiny, tiny bit or a lot, and usually it's not a lot because she has a lot of other things on her plate. But over time and progress, she has grown herself an empire, in my opinion, and she's done it through just being consistent. So congratulations, Amy. Uh, you know you hold a personal um, place in my heart, and I'm super, super proud of you. So without getting choked up, let's move on to bigger and brighter things. Tonight we are going to be covering some brief uh, information on Twitter. Twitter is a huge, huge Pandora's box that I could spend a whole series on, and I don't, I don't know that Jeffrey would allow me to take over the call for uh, for a few months just to teach on Twitter. So we're going to get as much content into this time that we have together as possible, please have a paper and pen 
ready to go to take notes. Uh, it's a ton of information and a lot that you're going to want to to write down so that you can take away from this. A lot of you ask me all the time, what do I do with this Twitter thing? It's so overwhelming. It's complicated. And there's, lots of, there's lots of training out there. But what I found was that it was kind of a little bit redundant. It all kind of said the same thing. And I, so many of you know that I'm in the process of getting certified in social media marketing. So Twitter happened to be one of the areas that I really, really wanted to dive deep into because I really never got it. I never understood it to the depth of knowledge that I needed to, and I feel like I finally have that scope of knowledge, and I want to pass that on to you. So the three areas that we are going to – actually four areas we're going to be covering tonight are a brief introduction to Twitter for business users, that's you, creating a presence on Twitter, building relationships on Twitter, Twitter and third-party tools that you can use with your Twitter account. So we're going to dive right in because it's tons and tons of information. And some of this stuff is going to be very basic for some of you that have been using Twitter, but bear with me and keep in mind that we have people on the call from the very, very start, start just signed up as a coach today, all the way up to our Star Diamonds. So we're going to try to speak to everyone in everyone's business. So what is Twitter? Um, if you were to Google that, you would find that Twitter is an information network made up of 140 character messages called tweets. Okay, what does that mean exactly? Basically, Twitter is a real-time social media platform. If you go on Twitter, what you're going to find is a stream of real-time updates. These updates happen within the last couple of seconds, and they stream across very quickly some compare it to uh, like a dinner party where it's constantly just streaming new information. This is great for, say for example, if something hit the news, happened on the news, and you want to go, people go to Twitter to get current events. You could search in Twitter for like a current event, and it's going to give you real-time updates. So Twitter is a real-time social media interface. Okay. Some of the things that you want to know about Twitter, just some basic lingo about Twitter, your profile name is actually called your handle in Twitter, and a tweet is an update. Okay, so Twitter also offers advertising similar to what you'd find on Google search engine, the pay-per-click on Google, or on your Facebook like pages. You know how you can have um, like a Sponsorship on your Facebook like page. Twitter offers those types of types of advertising. Something that you'll see a lot in Twitter is a hashtag. Hashtags are really neat little um, pieces of metadata, and what you can do with a hashtag is pretty powerful stuff. But let me tell you what a hashtag is, because a lot of times I have people say, "What the heck is a hashtag?" Um, a hashtag is often used in a tweet, and remember we said that that's an update. A hashtag is often used in a tweet, and it starts, your hashtag will always start with a hash symbol, and then after the hash symbol, you'll have a word or a stream of words that are, the spaces are taken out of, so that's just kind of like a squished up stream of words, but it's all combined with no space. So what are these little tricks in our, our wording and in our updates? Basically, a hashtag categorizes your tweets by keyword. Okay, so say I use the hashtag Beachbody. I can put that Beachbody hashtag anywhere in my tweet, whether it be the beginning, the middle, or the end, and it's going to categorize my tweet by that keyword. 
So if somebody were to come along and click on that hashtag, it would actually show them any message in, in Twitter that used the word Beachbody. Okay? So it kind of categorizes all of the, the tweets going across the Twitter platform by keyword. Um, hashtags can occur anywhere in, in, in a tweet, like I was saying, at the beginning, the middle, or the end. And usually you, um, you'll use, you can hashtag along, like if you update a tweet and you have keywords such as Beachbody or uh, weight loss, or these are really uh, superficial words that I'm giving you here, but any word that's going to be a high search word in your tweet, you can hashtag it. Okay? So some ways to use hashtags correctly um, is to, to keep in mind that anyone that, that sees your update, that when your updates are public, they can click on that hashtag and it's going to categorize those tweets. So you want to use keywords when you use your hashtags. The also, also, you don't want to use more than two hashtags per tweet. This is just one of the many things that Twitter themselves says is a best practice so that you're not being spammed in your, in your tweets. Um, use hashtags in your tweets that are only relevant to the topic as well. So you don't want to put the word uh, pony in a tweet about, I don't know, rock climbing. Um, that was a really horrible uh, example, but you get the idea. So another thing that you're going to find on Twitter is what is called a trending topic. So you'll you'll see streams of trending topics, and these are basically topics that are the most talked about on Twitter. And they're really cool because this is another way for you to engage um, the community. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a bit. The four ways that Beachbody coaches themselves use Twitter is to build relationships, to find new contacts, and to connect with their customers that they already have, and to increase your public visibility. Okay, so those, those are the four ways that Beachbody, is using, Beachbody coaches are using Twitter. It's to build relationships, find new contacts, connect with current customers, and increase public visibility. So what are some strategies that you can use Twitter to find business success? Um, before you even get started on Twitter, you want to be specific about who you want to reach, and what kind of social media plan you want to develop. What is it that you're trying to accomplish? You don't want to go out into social media and be all willy-nilly about what your goals are or who you are or what kind of information you're delivering to your public because you'll find that people seek you out for the content that you're going to deliver to them. Um, another way for, to have business success is to use Twitter to research your competitors or also to follow people that are prominent in our field, whether it be a fitness instructor or a nutritionist or Carl Deichler. I'm, I'm a huge um, believer in following people within our own Beachbody community and retweeting them. So, and we'll talk a little bit about retweeting here in a bit. You can also create your own hashtags and be creative, and again, not too spammy. Um, be consistent with your Twitter activity is another great way to build business success. And use your Twitter account to inform 
educate and engage your followers, not to sell them. Okay, so let me repeat that one. Use your Twitter account to inform, educate, and engage your Twitter following, not to sell them. Okay? Another way you can use Twitter for business success is to keep your coaches and customers updated to the breaking news that's going on with Beachbody. So a lot of times you'll see um, leading coaches put out information that's going on within the Beachbody community. And so this is a way that we use Beachbody or use Twitter to update, keep the Beachbody community updated. Another way you can use Twitter is to reward your customers for their loyalty and their engagement through giveaways. And it could be something so simple as, you know, um, I don't know, a couple packets of Shakeology or something. But just to reward them by, for following you by doing something nice for them in return. Um, you always want to use hashtags for stronger presence. And then you can use the at symbol when you want to retweet uh, or reply to someone or a business on, on Twitter. And you can also send private messages for an, another great way to make sure that you're um, – just another strategy for business success on Twitter is to private message people and to keep private messages private. Uh, you don't want to be blasting out on, on Twitter where everybody can see what you're saying if it's a very personal message. And Twitter is great with um, having direct messaging. Keep in mind, though, that on Twitter, direct messaging cannot be – done from, like if I'm not, if, if someone's not following me, I can't send them a direct message. Okay? Um, let's see. Okay, you can also organize the people that you're following into lists to stay organized, which I love because I'm, as you can see, a little unorganized. <laughs> but I love being able to keep people organized into lists, whether it be um, clients or uh, other coaches or whatever your list may be. And keep in mind that on Twitter your list can be public or private. So if you keep them public, keep in mind, you know, be real cognitive to what kind of list you're creating. Um, retweeting is a great way to also promote um, engagement and goodwill amongst yourself and your community. So it's another, it's another way to harbor that business success. Um, be very generous in your engagement and be authentic when you're engaging with your community. I, I'm a huge believer in, in engaging, and I'm also a huge believer in not um, treating other coaches as competitors, and I know that we're really good at that, to keep, keep other coaches as family. And I have actually I have a list of coaches that I uh, have set up in third-party tools that I retweet everything they post. And sometimes that's kind of silly because they're retweeting things that somebody else posted, but I actually learned this from an, a leader that is very successful on Twitter who retweeted, he had a couple of different people he retweeted regularly. And I was like, that's kind of a cool idea. And so I have a short list, it's very short actually, <laughs> that I uh, retweet regularly. Um, I, I retweet Carl Deichler, um, Sean, Tony, and Dave Ward. And so the reason why is because I believe that obviously, for obvious reasons, Carl Deichler, Sean, and Tony are our uh, athletic leaders. And 
Dave Ward is a Twitter thinker. And what that means is he's always putting out fresh content that is not uh, taken from someone else. It's his content. He's, he's a very deep thinker. So I really enjoy his content, and I enjoy sharing it with my community. Okay, so that is where we are at with um, just a brief introduction for business users. And now we're going to move on to creating your presence on Twitter. Okay, so the first thing you want to do is determine your marketing goals, your brand, and how you will use your profile before you set it up. Remember I, I mentioned earlier that you don't want to start until you know exactly what your goals are. Because once you start, you've, you know, you're out there. So you want to make sure that you have a plan before you get started. Once you have a clear plan, you could then create an eye-catching background, a header that is um, rich in keywords, optimize it for keywords, and then a very descriptive, um, uh, you know, your name and your, optimize, your, your keyword optimized bio, and you can have a nice uh, photo that fits in there. And they also have now where you have a background picture, and I guess they've had it for a while, but I remember Twitter before they had background pictures. Um, and to give you a little bit of information here, your photo is a 48 by 48 pixel picture. So it needs to fit into a 48 by 48 to fit into the photo slot. Your background is a, 20, uh, is a 1252 by 626. Let me repeat that one more time. 1252 by 626. Okay, and you also have a header picture in there that you, can, you could put content in as well. So some of the things that you want to include in your content of your header and your background and your bio are keywords surrounding your brand, um, links to your website or to your blog, and your email address. And if, if you want to put any other like social media links or anything like that in there as well. So that would all go into a very rich, eye-catching uh, profile, picture, background. And you want people to come to your page and just be like wowed by, by just that introduction. This is your place for you to introduce who you are to the community. So it's going to set you apart from your competition. It's going to create your brand image. So you really want to put some time and effort into creating that, that main page with your profile picture and your, your background and your um, header. So once you have your account set up and you have it active, and what do you do next? Um, you start tweeting, right? So what are you going to tweet about? Well, a lot of us have blogs. And the first thing I would, I would suggest that you, um, you do is to start recategorizing some of the content that you already have. Instead of going back and recreating the wheel, use some of the content that you already have through your blog and through your website. Uh, if you do a newsletter, I know a couple of coaches have newsletters. So retask this information. And how you want to do that is you want to take maybe a frequently asked question or a little snippet out of your blog that's, that's kind of eye-catching. Because remember, we only have 140 characters to work with. So you want to take something that's going to get their attention and then add the link to your blog post. And what that's going to do is that's going to drive traffic to your blog. Okay? 
And so if you blog something about, um, I don't know, protein or drinking water or I don't um, carb intake, then you're going to want to have a question, kind of a something you would see a lot of people ask about, a frequently asked question, and then that link to that blog post. Okay. Another thing you can do is use the Team Beachbody uh, provided newsletter articles. There are so many. There's just tons and tons and tons and tons of them. I would use those um, to your advantage to really add content and to position yourself as an expert in your field. Because remember, we want to draw people in and have them be attracted to the content that you're providing. Um, another thing that you can add in, as far as tweeting is recipes. Just regular recipes based on what you like or from the Team Beachbody um, recipe library or Shakeology recipes. There's all kinds of information there. You can also tweet any live events that you're going to have coming, whether it be Fit Club or other live events like Super Saturday. You could tweet that information. Um, anything from your Twitter timeline, and then you can link back to your Twitter timeline, which is a really neat little trick. But again, going back to being generous with sharing content, you, you want to be generous in the community. And so if you see one of your followers putting something out that you think is very useful and valuable, then retweet that information because it really says a lot about who you are if you're willing to share the content of the people that are following you. Um, it gives you a sense of security in who you are in your presence. And then I believe that there's they have um, they have two ways to notate the Follow Friday. It's something that they do every Friday. So basically, during the week, you may have some of your followers do things that you're like, "Wow, that's really cool," or you know, "That was really great information," or you maybe had a new follower come on board and and you just think that it's you know they have great content. Uh, Follow Friday would be a great way to kind of pay it forward and mention them out to your entire community. And how you do this is you either do a hashtag FF to indicate uh, Follow Friday or you do um, hashtag Follow Friday, which I'm not sure that they, they do the drawn out one anymore. But I do know that the hashtag FF is still uh, prominently used. But that's a way for you to say, hey, um, if you want some great inspiring uh, deep thinking, you know, whatever, go check out Carl Deichler's page and, and then you would finish it off with hashtag FF. And then basically that will get retweeted and so it's, it's kind of like a wildfire on Fridays. It's really a neat way to pay it forward to your community. Okay, so moving on, what else do you want to do when you get out there and you start tweeting, what else do you want to do? You want to think before you tweet. And this kind of goes across the board on any social media platform, but we'll keep it specific to Twitter. It is, is it relevant to your target audience? Remember we were talking about branding earlier and what kind of content we want to put out onto our page. You want to ask yourself, is it relevant to my target audience? Is what I'm putting out to my audience informative? Is it educating my audience in some way and being helpful in some way? And does it position you as a resource? OK, 
Okay, so those are just some questions that you want to ask yourself. Um, and then so the next thing you want to do is figure out how many tweets per hour are most helpful to grow your following. So experts say that you should tweet about four times an hour. But for some people, that may be a lot. Like if you only have 50 followers, that's going to be a ton, and you're going to totally saturate <clears throat> the pages of those 50 followers. So you want to see um, how many tweets you can put out in an hour span to orchestrate a really fine balance and, and be growing your following and be following people kind of at this, in the same tone because you don't want to have too many you don't want to have more followers than you're following and you don't you know you want to keep that kind of in balance. And then so you also want to watch the people on Twitter who are influ influential to learn techniques from them because there's people out there that are experts in building a following. <clears throat> and you want to really be paying attention to those people. Follow them. Retweet what they have to say. Um, learn from them. Never, 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 never stop learning. Always remain coachable, always. Um, because we always can learn something new from, from other people. Okay, so moving on. Um, the next thing I want to talk about tonight is building relationships. That's our next uh, bullet point on our list. It's bullet point number three. And so what we want to talk about is building relationships. As I was saying a minute ago, it is just as important for you to follow others as it is for you to be followed. Now, if somebody comes to your page and you have all these followers and you, you're not following anybody else, it's not, it's just, it's not a good practice. Um, it's best for you to have that very balanced so it shows that you have interest in the community as much as you want to be interesting. Again, follow leaders in the industry to learn from them. Follow your customers and your coaches to build and deepen those relationships as well. Twitter is a great place to find out what's going on in the lives of your customers, in the lives of your coaches, and to really engage with them. So how do you find people outside of your network. I know you guys are all thinking, how, I don't, I mean, that's great. I know how to set up a profile. I know what I can tweet and what I shouldn't tweet. But how do I, so I'm going to be, so I'm going to be tweeting to my three cousins. So I'm going to tell you really briefly, because this is a, this could be a call in and of itself on how to find people on Twitter. <clears throat> okay. So the biggest thing that is, great about Twitter is that it has one of the strongest search engines on the web. And when I say that, um, Twitter allows you to search by so many different parameters that it's extremely powerful. It's just very, very powerful. And so let me give you some of the ways that you can search in Twitter. One of them is by topic. So if you have a topic you want to search for, that you're, that you're looking for specifically, you can search by topic, you can search by keyword, you could search by hashtag, which we talked about earlier. You could search by location. Um, I believe you can also search by date, although I don't have it on my list. So you could do all these different things 
and different ways to search for people in Twitter to engage with. Okay. You can also, um, in addition to searching, you can also use the Who to Follow button to find relevant people to follow. Twitter is great at suggesting, just like Facebook, great at suggesting people that you could um, possibly relate to. You can also use the Find Your Friends option to find people you are connected to through other social media sites. <clears throat> there are already tools, already tools that will help you search for people. And they, those third-party tools basically use the search engine in Twitter um, and connect you through you know, people you are connected, basically doing those things that but they're, they're automated. Um, you can use your Twitter handle, as we talked earlier about your profile name being your handle. You could use it in your email signature. You can also use it on your blog site to let people know that you're on Twitter. And again, you can give an incentive to your followers. People always like free stuff. And you can participate in Twitter chats to meet new people. So Twitter is a lot like meeting people in the real world, except you're meeting them electronically. So it's it's very similar, though. You're going to go. You can go into chats. You can look for people with common interests. Um, it's very, very similar. And so you want to find people within your brand that can relate to you, and you just want to use those different search mechanisms to reach out to people and find people. And again, we can go into a whole hour, two-hour um, training just on finding people on Twitter, but we're going to keep that very brief tonight. Okay, so one thing you want to limit yourself on is to not follow more than 50 people a day. And so the reason why is because A, Twitter doesn't like it, and, and B, you want to allow people a chance to follow you back. So once you um, limit it to that 50 people a day, it allows you to keep that balance of people following you and you following people in check. Okay? <clears throat> so I'm going to give you some reasons why somebody might unfollow you. So if you are super self-promotional, and just salesy, icky, it's going to turn people off and they're going to unfollow you. If the only thing you talk about is Beachbody products, they're going to unfollow you. <clears throat> if you're unprofessional or offensive, people will likely unfollow you. I mean, these, some of these are their common sense. Um, if you're tweeting too often or not often enough, people may unfollow you. So we have to find that rhythm of what's good for your following, for your brand, for your um, client base, of how many tweets to do an hour or even a day. If you're using direct message to spam people, people will likely unfollow you. Because remember, you can't message direct message somebody that's not following you. So once they unfollow you, you can't message them again. Um, if you're not sharing anything new, you're just redundant in your content. If you're using links inappropriately, like just putting out a tweet with just a link on it, or if, um, again, if you just have repetitive content, repetitive tweets, because a lot of people will program a tweet and they'll have that same tweet run you know, every three weeks at 3 o'clock. <clears throat> 
and your followers, depending on your following, can see that. Okay, so we're going to move on to third-party tools, and this will be our last topic for tonight. And there are quite a few of them. I'm going to give you probably, I think I have 11 or 12 third-party tools, and I'm going to briefly go over what their uses are. But I'm going <clears> to <throat> leave it up to you to go out and find the ones that from this list and others that would be helpful for you. Okay, <clears throat> first of all, I, I really caution you in using third-party tools. That that. Our business is built on relationships. And if you're using third-party tools to automate your presence on social media, then you're not building relationships. Third-party tools are, are meant to be used, in my opinion, to support your efforts, not to be your efforts. So now, of course, if you have your Twitter on autopilot and you're not really using it to build your business and it's just kind of there and you're just shoving content out there periodically, <clears throat> then by all means, can out there, can out there. But remember that your, your following will likely not grow and, <clears throat> and it's just kind of there. It's not really doing anything for you. Um, you could probably close your Twitter account and nobody would notice. I mean, it's just that way. But if you want to use it to grow, then you have to be present and you have to realize that there's a lot of work that goes into growing a presence on Twitter or on social media in general. And you could use these third-party tools to help you, to support you in your efforts to grow that presence. So also, so also use tools that you're comfortable with and that are easy for you to use. Some of these tools are kind of complicated and um, if you don't feel comfortable with the tools, you give it a, a really, you know, you really give it a, a good college try and you say, eh, it's just not for me, then move on. There's tons of tools out there. Find the ones that are co you're comfortable with and use those. <clears throat> the first one, some of these tools that I'm going to mention to you tonight, some of them are free and some of them aren't so free. The first, the first one I'm going to give you is actually not a free tool. It's a paid-for tool. But the reason I bring it up first is because it's one of my favorites, <clears throat> and it's really, really useful. And it's TweetAdder. TweetAdder is basically a tool that will allow you to search for those key terms I was talking about earlier and follow the people that are using those key terms. It also allows you to retweet certain profiles like in my tweet adder, I have those four people I mentioned earlier set up in my tweet adder. I don't go in and retweet every time Carl says something. I have him in my tweet adder, so his profile downloaded in my tweet adder so that every time he tweets, it retweets for me. Okay, so, so sometimes, you know, when he's responding to somebody or he's retweeting something, it looks kind of weird on my profile, but I'm okay with those 15 out of the two million tweets I put out from him. <clears throat> okay, so TweetAdder will allow you to search for key terms, automated, and it will automate searches for key terms, uh, keywords, hashtags, etc., and it will follow the people that are using those key terms for you to increase the number of people that you're following. It will also retweet uh, popular 
profiles or handles for you as well. <clears throat> Another one is um, Poly IM. It's Poly, P O L Y dot IM. It is a tool that will automate some of your social media tasks. Um, it's not necessarily a social media manager, but it will just automate some of the tasks for you. Timely is is one of my favorites. It's T-I-M-E-L-Y dot I-S. This one's really neat because it will actually analyze the last 199 tweets to figure out what time of day you got the best response on your tweets. So it will take the last 199 tweets that you put out and figure out what time of day <clears throat> you reached the most people, you got the best response. It's kind of an analytic type type of tool. I believe you can also set it up to where it will, if you put your tweets in there, it will automate your tweets for the times of day that you're at peak performance for the <clears throat> amount of people that you have seeing your tweets. TweetDeck is another one that is, it really is, um, it, it can do just about everything. You can manage multiple social media sites on it, I believe. I know that it obviously has Twitter on it. You could tweet from it. You could view your profile from it. You can you can view other profiles from it. You could view, I mean, it's basically a lot like Hootsuite, of those of you who have seen Hootsuite. Um, and yes, yes, yes. Now that I, you can manage Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn on it. Um, and multiple Twitter sites as well, which is kind of nice because a lot of them don't allow you to set up multiple Twitter handles in one in one device or one program. Um, and then I have Hootsuite in my notes. A lot of you guys have used Hootsuite. It's H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E. And it's a lot like uh, TweetDeck. It will manage for you Facebook, Twitter, um, your your Facebook fan page. It has several different social media sites in it. It will schedule your posts. You can see your news feed. You can see the news feed of those, the groups that you're in or the people that you're following on Twitter or you know, all kinds of different usability there. It also has analytics in it. And also you can connect Hootsuite to Google Analytics <clears throat> um, so you can use your Google Analytics with your Hootsuite, which is kind of a nice little nice little trick. Raven Internet Marketing Tool uh, is a paid tool. It's R-A-V-E-N, Raven. And it's it will allow you to schedule updates across multiple social media sites as well. And you can monitor what's being said and retweet and all those things on there. A lot of those tools kind of will do the same thing. <clears throat> Raven is kind of a little bit more complicated in the fact that it has a lot more analytics in it. So you could see, you know, where you're getting the best return on your investment of time, how your tweets are doing, what content is better than other, you know, so you could really grow your social media campaign. Raven Internet, though, I believe is a paid-for tool. <clears throat> um, then there's Tweet Effect. T-W-E-E-T-E-F-F-E-C-T. -E 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 and so basically, Tweet Effect 
takes the last 200 tweets and determines which type of um, tweets cause your you to have cause your followers to unfollow you. So kind of like the timely takes your last 199 and figures out what time of day. Uh, the tweet effect will take your last 200 and figure out what content kind of was a turnoff for your followers. Okay, well you posted this and you lost. 5,000 people. Um, so don't post that again. That sort of thing. And we all, I mean, we all post content that not everyone's going to love. So uh, let's see. And then I think, oh, and clout. Clout is the last one I wanted to cover. Clout is a tool that will measure your influence on Twitter, you can basically um, get a score on on clout to say how influential you are on Twitter. It's kind of a neat <clears throat> it's kind of a neat tool, and it it it'll give you the effectiveness of how how effective you are of getting new followers and what areas you need to improve on. So basically, as far as the tools go, the biggest thing that you want to keep in mind though is Again, using them as tools and not as you, you can't be replaced by a tool. You have to use these tools just to aid in what you're trying to accomplish moving forward so that you don't become automated because your following definitely can tell the difference between your content and your engagement and your activity in the community versus um, a tool giving being all that all that they're engaging with because if you're not asking questions, if you're not responsive to questions, if you're not responsive to retweeting, if you're not responsive to people um, you know doing follow Friday with you and you're just totally not responsive, then they're gonna know that you're not on there on Friday and you didn't even see the the, the tweet. So those types of things, you really, the biggest thing that I could share with you is to learn how Twitter is set up and engage. If you truly want to use Twitter, figure out how much time you could put into it and truly, truly engage the community. And that's how you're going to grow a strong and powerful Twitter presence. Okay, so <clears throat> those are the tools that I have to share with you and the content that I wanted to share with you this evening. So basically, we covered briefly the introduction to Twitter for business users. Uh, we, create, we covered creating a presence on Twitter, building relationships on Twitter, and third-party tools. I am going to <clears throat> go back over to um, unmute the call here, and I'm going to open the line up for questions. I know it's a ton of information that we went through, and I appreciate you guys taking tons and tons of notes. Um, let's see why this is not unmuting you, though. Hmm. That's really weird. Okay, so maybe we will have to put the questions on the events page, because I don't hear you guys unmuting. I don't see it unmuting either. I guess I can go down and do this. 
Okay, I'm going to unmute you guys a long way. <laughs> okay, so do you guys have any questions? Do you see any questions on the page, Ron? No, I'm not. I'm not seeing any. I posted okay. it. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to try to unmute all these lines <laughs> because for some reason it won't unmute it. And then I'm going to take about five minutes and do questions, and then we are going to wrap up tonight and get back to families and birthday celebrations. There, I think I got everybody. Hello. Can you guys talk, or are you still muted? I mean, I don't mean can you talk. I mean, are your lines unmuted? <laughs> I guess we're alone. I'm seeing one here. Well, there's like 90 people still on the call, so. Um, Lindsay, okay. can you talk? Are you on? I'm, are you muted? Can you tell me if you're unmuted? I've got I got a couple questions coming up now. Um, clout. Somebody missed the tool clout. And uh, I've got another question. How do you put those cute little symbols like muscle arms, etc.? Oh, okay. Really? Seriously? That's what you guys want to know? Seriously? Okay. Um, let me go over the events page. You guys are nuts. Um, okay. So clout. What was the question about clout? Can, can tweets challenge groups? The que I, the que I think the question about clout was just generally, again, what what is it? Somebody missed that section. Okay, clout. Um, is, uh, clout is a uh, – how do I explain this easier? Um, clout is a tool that – basically grades it's like a report card on your influence on your with your Twitter presence. So like you have a Twitter presence and you're putting this brand content out there and you're being genuine and you're engaging your community and people are following you and they're not unfollowing you, then Clout is going to give you a grade like a kind of like a report card grade on how you're doing on Twitter. It's, it gives you a score, and let me, let me sign into my. I can tell you what the different parameters are. It's kind of inter, it's really it's interesting. Um, I highly suggest that everybody take five minutes and go get a Clout account. It's free. Basically, it gives you your score, and it tells you what you're based on your social media interaction over the last so many days, like my score is really low because I haven't used my Twitter over the last, you know, however many days to engage with people. I've been pushing content out to um, probably for since the beginning of summer. I've just been pushing content out on my Twitter. So instead of, so Clout will look at that and they'll say, you are not engaging people. We don't like that you get a low score. But if I was in the communities, I'm doing Twitter chats, you know, my norm on Twitter, really engaging people, then I would have a high 
clout score, the highest clout score ever, <laughs> the best clout score. So basically, it's um, that's what it is. It's like a report card for Twitter, and I'm pretty sure you can even link it to other other social media sites as well. But I've only ever used it for Twitter. Okay, um, Jeff Owen wants to know. Let's see. I don't even know if this is worded. Started my advertising challenge groups or fit clubs on Twitter. Wants to know if you can do it. Um, my guess would be more like, uh, how would you utilize Twitter to uh, talk about a challenge group or a fit club? Okay, so let me go over to the. I was. I'm. I'm going to head over to the events page so I can see the wording. I don't understand. I don't think. Um, so basically, you could put out a. Is this is it September fifth? Yeah, you can put out a. Can you tweet challenge groups? Yes, you can tweet challenge groups, and you can either tweet out just invites to challenge groups. I mean, do you if you do your challenge groups in it locally? Obviously, you'll want to tweet out like a local event venue, but if you do your challenge groups on Facebook or wherever you do your challenge groups. Again, just have a catchy little blurb that's going to catch somebody's attention and to draw people in to ask you questions. You don't want to put it out there, hey, I'm going to do a challenge. I think everybody and their brother's cousin is doing a challenge. And so everywhere that I look, I see this, I'm doing a challenge, I'm doing a fitness challenge. I'm doing... Just put a little blurb out there if, you know, if, that people will be attracted to and be drawn into um, to ask you questions about about your challenges. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. So there's the, kind of, the same kind of content as far as that goes that you would put on Facebook, your Facebook profile, where you don't want to really give it all. You don't want to say, <clears throat> say everything up out, you know, put it all out there, but just kind of a little catchy blurb to draw people in to ask about it. Does that help? <clears throat> um, advertise challenge groups or fit clubs. Actually, you can. There's um, Twitter has several different forms of advertising. If if you mean paid for advertising, so definitely go on there and look at the different forms of paid advertising that <clears throat> that you can that you can do if you wanted to go that route. Um, especially for fit clubs, I wouldn't even say you could do do paid advertising. Just keep it present in your in your feed, and you would draw people into your fit club. Um, Cat, you can create a header for your. Okay, so the question is: Is there a way to change the color? of the lettering on our profile. And you can, not so much in the wording that I know of, but you can create <clears throat> headers and backgrounds, and those are graphics. So those, the lettering can be whatever color you want because it's a graphic image. Um, as far as in the actual profile setup, I don't think you can, but definitely Google that. And you know, let us know. Let the team know what you find. But I'm pretty sure in the wording, like where your name is, I'm 
I'm guessing that's what you're asking. It, you cannot. Um, that I have found so far. And Lindsay, I still can't hear you. Okay. I don't know why you guys are still muted. I'm so sorry. I promise I didn't do it on purpose. It shows everybody's unmuted. Um, The next question is, should I have separate accounts for my real estate business and Beachbody like with Facebook? If not, how do I separate the followings and not lose Beachbody or fitness followers? The question you want to ask yourself when you're asking yourself if you want to have separate accounts is, is it a separate brand? If it's a separate brand and you can't combine that brand, then absolutely you need to have separate accounts. <clears throat> you can't – it's really hard to brand real estate in Beachbody. Um, I mean, I'm sure it could be done, I guess. Not if you're selling real estate, though. But if you, like, own real estate, maybe you could have some kind of relaxation properties or something. But if you – and then you could brand it together. See what I'm saying? Like, it's got to – fit under the same umbrella and if it fits under the same umbrella then it's the same brand if it's separate brands then it needs to be separate face or twitter um handles <clears throat> winona one of the things that you want to keep in mind anytime you're crossing so the question is let me repeat the question <clears throat> the question is is it best if it's best to only have two hashtags on Twitter posts, would this apply also would this also apply to posting to Twitter from Instagram? Okay. Um, first I'm gonna answer your question directly and then I'm gonna answer it indirectly. Directly, if you put your hashtags in Instagram in the first comment and you share your photo itself and it will not transfer your your hashtags to Twitter and to Facebook. And the reason why you don't want to cross um, platforms like that is because all those hashtags, look, first of all, on Facebook look really weird. So you might want to do two on the actual picture comment, on the actual picture caption, and then do the rest of your hashtags in the first comment. <clears throat> And that way you're not cross-platforming all of those hashtags. Um, now, to indirectly answer your question, we have to be really careful on formatting from one platform to another. So you want to be really cognitive of the fact of what, what you're putting on Twitter. Like if you're sharing content from Twitter to Facebook or from Facebook to Twitter or from Instagram to Twitter or from Instagram to Facebook or Google+, these are a lot of these platforms are are they're very different in their structure, so you want to be very cautious as to what's actually going onto your Facebook page because 140 botched up Twitter tweet is going to look really weird on a Facebook feed, and I see them a lot, and I think to myself wow, they really don't need to be cross-platforming like that because it doesn't look right on Facebook. So the th same thing will apply from Instagram to Twitter. You want to make sure that when your post gets to Twitter that it makes sense and it's visible for your brand, exactly what you want to be representing um, for your brand image. Because remember, we want to be putting out top-notch content. So we want to make sure that 
although we're using that picture in several different places, A, we want to make sure that it's cross-platforming um, really well, and then B, we want to be really careful about having the same content on all of our platforms because you very well possibly have the same followers to some extent, a small percentage at least of the same followers on all of your platforms. So now you're being extremely redundant with your content. <clears throat> so really take that into consideration when you're putting your content in, out there. I am a firm believer in post it once and share it out. But be really careful about doing that too often and not putting original content on, at least on your main platform that you're actually growing on. Um, you know, if you're not looking to grow on Twitter, then by all means, share out whatever you want. But if you're trying to grow on Twitter and you're trying to grow on Instagram and you're trying to grow on Facebook, make sure that you have the time and the energy to put original, authentic content on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So it has to be authentic to that platform and to that brand image that you're creating in that area. Okay? I don't know. I'm sure I answered your question 10 minutes ago. I hope that helps, though. Any others? Why is this? I have to ask Jeffrey why this isn't unmuting everybody. All right. Well, if you guys don't have any other questions, I think I'm going to wrap up since we have run out of time. And I'm starting to lose my voice. Um, I had a really super sore throat this morning. But... You push through. We're the Almighty, and we push through. So um, here at the end, I'm starting to take some lozenges, so I apologize if I sound kind of wonky. But I appreciate you guys hanging tough with me tonight and really uh, being present to, to invest in your business. And I hope that I've presented you with some key information to enrich your journey and to really help you grow as a coach and more importantly, as a business owner and a business leader in your community. I appreciate each and every one of you and the time that you've spent with me. And I hope I've answered all of your questions. If I've missed anybody because the phones are being wonky, just let me know. Either put them on the event page or message me um, directly, and I'll be more than happy to help you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Ron Bradley, for helping me tonight. I appreciate you, my friend, and I hope you guys have a wonderful evening. Good night. Conference has ended. You may now disconnect.